Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to dig a little bit deeper. Sometimes that's me chatting with somebody about Stoicism. Other times that's me just talking about what's on top of my mind or about things that I've been struggling with that week. I share my successes and my failures and hope that you might be able to learn something from my experiences. This week's episode is called Cognitive Dissonance. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. Marcus Aurelius. Today I want to talk about the, one of the most interesting things about humans. The fact that we cling so dearly to our belief systems in the face of contradictory evidence, often to our own detriment. So, why do humans resist changing their minds, even in the face of overwhelming evidence? How often have you changed your mind when presented with new facts? Do you actually change your behavior with the new information you've learned? Or do you rationalize your opinion by simply denying the facts that don't fit your belief system? Now, the human mind is a very malleable and flexible thing. And it's because of this flexibility that we're able to survive in all kinds of environments and circumstances. Now, over time, through experience, we develop a belief system of how the world works. And much of this comes from the circumstances we grow up in. The culture around us, the family we're born into... Even the physical surroundings can inform and influence our belief system. Now, a big reason why we have this ability is that the brain is a pretty good prediction machine, but it needs to have principles and ideas to work from. Its job is taking past experiences and merging it with current information to try and predict what will happen next. And it is precisely this ability that helps us to survive. Now, as children, it's easy for us to be more flexible with our thinking, simply because we are inexperienced and we don't have a lot of knowledge. Everything is new to us at some point, and so we're naturally curious because we don't know. And our brains are looking for more information and experiences in order to make better predictions. We try things, we see how they work, or don't, and adjust our expectations accordingly. Now, with each new bit of information, we're able to make better predictions that help us to survive and ultimately thrive. Now, while the human mind is flexible and adaptable, as we age, it takes effort to keep this flexibility in our thinking. As we gain more and more knowledge and experience, we are usually able to make better predictions of how we think things work. These in turn inform our opinions and judgments and hopefully help us to navigate the world in a safe way so that we might live long and prosper. 
Now, where we run into trouble is when we decide that we have enough knowledge and information and turn those opinions and judgments into beliefs. Often, though, we are simply given beliefs by those that we trust. This includes family, friends, teachers, leaders, anyone that we consider an authority. Many beliefs we pick up are not well tested or thought out. They are just ideas that have been around for a while. And many of these ideas are tenacious not because they're right, but because they've reached a critical mass within a culture or a community. Superstitions, religious beliefs, even conspiracy theories are prime examples of this. Pretty much anything that is taken as truth with little or no evidence, cite dubious sources, or are not open to exploration with new information can be categorized as beliefs. A mark of an open mind is being more committed to your curiosity than to your convictions. The goal of learning is not to shield old views from new facts. It is to revise old views to incorporate new facts. Ideas are possibilities to explore, not certainties to defend. Adam Grant When something becomes a belief, whether from external influences or ones that we have created ourselves from our own experience, it turns into something that we no longer question, but defend from anything that might threaten that belief. So why do we find it so hard to change our beliefs? What sin is that we will deny and fight for our belief, even in the face of overwhelming evidence that we are wrong? What is the benefit to acting this way? When we have a deeply ingrained belief and we come upon new information that shows that we could be wrong, we start to feel cognitive dissonance. And basically, this is when the mind has two or more contradictory beliefs and we start to feel tension as we grapple with the fact that something we thought was true might not be true. When we feel this disharmony, we have a number of options that we can take. We can take in the new information and adjust this belief and that, in turn, will change our behavior. Or we can rationalize and make excuses for why it doesn't really apply in our case so that we can hold on to this belief. Or, as what happens in many cases, we simply ignore or deny the information and go on holding the same belief. Since our minds want to resolve this tension, it often takes the last option of just ignoring or denying the evidence in front of us because it's the easiest option. It's the one that takes the least amount of work and allows us to simply go on living like we had before. Change takes work, and our minds are lazy and want to hold on to the status quo. Now, most of us like to think that we're good about receiving new information and adjusting our opinions and behaviors accordingly. But this is something that we all do, often without even realizing or even thinking about it. To illustrate this, let's take an example from daily life. How often have you rationalized eating something that you know is bad for you, but you don't want to give it up? Maybe it's your favorite ice cream or cookies or whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be eating. You can find all kinds of ways of rationalizing why you don't have to give it up. You'll point out that it has some healthy ingredients in it or convince yourself that it's not as bad as everybody says it is. Whereas if you were just honest with yourself and truly wanted to eat healthier, you'd simply remove it from your diet. Now in my own life, it took me a many decades to let go of my religious beliefs, even though they never felt right to me. I had been told for so long and from so many people that I loved and trusted that anytime something would come up that contradicted what I had been taught, I would find some way to rationalize it or ignore it because I was scared to give up that belief. But once I finally had enough evidence that the church was really just a fabrication from its founder, I could no longer in good conscience stay in the church, and so I left. 
If anyone can refute me, show me that I'm making a mistake or looking at things from the wrong perspective, I'll gladly change. It's the truth I'm after. Marcus Aurelius. So how can we be better about integrating new information into our way of viewing the world so that we are, have more informed opinions? I think the Buddha was on to something when he said that the cause of suffering is attachment. And in this case, we get attached to our ideas and our beliefs to the point that we feel threatened when something comes along that might disprove them. Our ego identifies with these beliefs. And if we're wrong, we often feel like that means that there is something wrong with us. When we can learn to be less attached to those beliefs and develop a mindset of curiosity, then we can take in information without feeling threatened. We can actually seek out information to see if we can prove that our idea is wrong so that we can get closer to the truth much quicker. Now, this kind of approach is not easy. It means that we have to become more mindful of our thinking. We need to pay attention to when we're feeling defensive about something because that is often a signal that we are feeling threatened by something. We also need to notice when we feel that fear in our bodies. If we're not in physical danger, but we're afraid because of what something is saying, we should probably look closer at why we're afraid. Now, while I like to think that I'm good at this, it's taken a lot of effort to not be as reactive and to not feel like I have to defend my ideas. I still fail from time to time, and I end up feeling defensive and end up in arguments, but I've certainly made progress on that front. I'm better about recognizing when I start to feel defensive about things. I pay attention to my body and any physical sensations, and I try to ask questions because that helps me move me into a space of curiosity and learning and out of that space of having to prove that I'm right. Developing a mindset of curiosity takes mindfulness, patience, and a willingness to learn over wanting to be right. But it is something that can greatly enhance our lives and our relationships. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.